0: This is the Moshpit Backstage Podcast for punk, metal, and rock interviews and segments.
1: We're in the studio with Pagan now.
0: Hey. Ciao, ciao.
2: How, you how going? are you guys? We're good. We're very well. We're thank good. You. Thank you for having us on your show.
1: That's all right. We've we've also got Ben here. Um, um he's executive producer. <laughs> yes, executive not, not producer.
2: <laughs> G'day, mate. Doesn't
1: usually jump on my show because, yeah, you know, it's not metal. It's hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> metalcore. Yeah. yeah. The, we were talking about the difference before, and how like I feel like there's a lot of um, like people like are just into metal or they're just into metalcore. Where do you guys feel like you fall in that, like, all these different subgenres?
2: It's all... You know what? It's all the same. Every single bit of it is exactly the same. Everyone's just as angry and confused <laughs> yeah. as everyone else. Mm. So, like, whatever. Like, we're just, you know, we're just a couple of couple of funny people with, you know, some, some emotions. And we, yeah. you know, just like to yell about them and play real loud like everyone else. So wherever, let's, we, we, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll play with anyone, we'll, we'll be compared to anyone, it doesn't matter, you know, but yeah, it's all just rock and roll at the end of the day, it all comes from the same place. You're it's so all cool. right. Yeah. I yeah. So. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, well, one of your, sorry, I was going to say, your live show is one of the, probably the most hectic and fun live shows I've ever seen. Thank you. Um, what kind of goes into that, like your preparation?
2: What do you think, Xavier? What do we do?
1: Uh,
0: I think generally we, um, I'm just trying to think about the rules of what we can and can't say on here. (laughs) um, (laughs) Yeah. Um, I know that just recently um, in the band sort of, I don't know, last sort of six months, we started sort of thinking about properly like what what a show actually entails and, um, you know, the things you have to think about when you walk out, you play a first song, let it mould into the second song and then sort of introduce and bring the party in and then you want to try to get everyone to come as you know, far forward as possible, and then the, the dancey songs sort of kick in and you sort of notice a difference in the music changing. And, um, yeah, uh, do you want to add anything? Yeah, like, I think so. we're, like, uh, I, I just think that,
2: uh, like, each of us try to do something. We, we try to spend a lot of time together before we play, but I think yeah. we all, all sort of have our own little personal rituals that we we mm-hmm. have to kind of get into the get into the space, which I've never really cared about maybe a few years ago. But, like, now... It's sort of become like a, almost like a rite of passage, like to be able to do it and do it well. Like it's, I think it's just very important that we, we just kind of get into the right, the right headspace and, and it's cool. It just makes for a better, it's it's like a more enjoyable show for us because yeah. we're just, we just, I think for me, I don't know about you, Zave, but like I, I, I kind of tune out for that like 30 minutes or mm. sometimes 40 minutes now we play like it's, um, I kind of come away from it not really knowing what just happened because I, it's, it's sort of like a switch I have to flick, mm-hmm. but um, which, yeah, it just makes it kind of a bit more. I know I'm having a good time though, which uh, you know, just switching off those like ang- little anxieties and that self consciousness that I think comes with playing in front of a, a crowd of people. You know, yeah. so yeah, yeah, yeah. It just um, It's just sort of sort of like weird out of body Uh, experience,
0: I guess. I will add something quickly as well. Um, generally, like (laughs) the last sort of, like I said, sort of six months. Like me and Dan just decided, you know, whether it's a big show with you know X amount of people or a small pub show, that we would always walk, um, into the center of the stage. We give each other two kisses, and then the the drums (laughs) would start, and then the the feedback will start. So it'll just be, um, that's just how we start every show now. So that's something beautiful that we do. Yeah,
2: little rituals. Be I uh, like absolutely. huge uh, like learning to kind of flow with yeah yeah.
1: I did want to ask um what Nikki is like because obviously she is an amazing part of your band yeah absolutely a lot of um a lot of X Factor I feel she's so <laughs> cool um and like you guys played the Femme Fatale event yeah last week
3: yeah it was cool
1: um so yeah just tell us a yeah. little bit about. Nikki I guess and like yeah, well, her the role. cool
2: thing about this question is that Nikki's in Vietnam at the moment so I yeah. can say whatever I want <laughs> about Nikki Brooman but no Nikki is Nikki is an exceptional person she um, she uh, like I don't know if if anyone listening to this show has ever been in a band where they're not like the singer but there's someone who plays behind a singer it is the most like comfortable feeling in the world playing behind someone like Nikki because I like I can literally do whatever I want and I know that like probably no one's watching me because everyone's yeah. <laughs> kind of got their eye on Nikki oh, yeah. but she's just like a, a like she was she was just like born to do this in some yeah, absolutely. capacity like I, I and and she's such a she writes like the most beautiful lyrics which like I think if you if you talk to her she's usually pretty like pretty tongue in cheek and pretty funny and mm-hmm. stuff so you might not you might not necessarily think that um, she's—I—I uh, I don't know how to say this without sounding like a dick, but like she's sort of like um, there's this sort of really like kind of like poetic and 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 clever and an amazing sort of side to her that that maybe she doesn't show off when you're just kind of sitting with her having a conversation. Mm. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's just like. Definitely like a, like, I think like a real dark horse for a lot of people. Cause I, I just don't think people expect someone of her, like her, her demeanor and her stature to be this like force, you know? And I, I feel weird saying it because it's like, she's in my band, but yeah. she's, she's insane. Like she's just next level. She's, she, she needs to be, whether it's our band or another band, like she needs to be in a band that does pretty good. I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: Hopefully it's you guys. All oh, right, that'd be sick. <laughs> that'd, that'd
2: be, be nice. awesome. I'd love to ride her coattails to the top.
3: It'd be awesome.
1: Do you want to talk a little, bit, a little bit about what you have planned in the future? Are you guys are planning yeah. on releasing a few more songs, EP? Hmm. Anything yeah. you're not allowed to talk about, but you can talk, no, tell like, us. No, nah, we'll tell you everything. Yeah. We'll tell you all, don't
0: worry about that. Um, we had a road plan sort of in our own minds um, for a long time where we were just going to keep sort of releasing singles upon singles, like just. And, yeah. and we actually had a bunch recorded and we, we've got them stashed away and then. Um, you know, we had someone telling us in one ear that, like, you know, you guys are doing great. You're just releasing a song by song and you're releasing, like, separate artwork for it. And you guys are getting great shows. Like, you shouldn't stop that train. You should keep doing that. And mm-hmm. we're like, yeah, maybe you're right. So we, we kept recording, like, you know, four songs every, you know, five or six months or something. And then we sat down with EVP Records and they were sort of just like, why don't you guys do an album? We're just like, but we just did all these songs <laughs> and we, we've got them lying in this little dark corner. And we, we're going to put them out and they're like, don't release anything. Put them on an album, and re-record them, and we're just like, oh, I guess it makes sense. Yeah. So um, yeah, I guess that's that's where we just sort of finished up in the last few months. Yeah. So, so yeah, to, yeah, we've
2: got a we've got an album coming out. It's done. It's completed. It's sick. I think it's real sick. I think it's a really yeah. good record. Like it, it's and that's another like weird thing to yeah. say, but I'm really yeah. proud of it. And I'm I'm I saying. I've been. I think like we've all played in bands for a long time, and I I can only speak for myself when I say like I'd, I've never been this excited to show people mm. something that I've I've made musically before. But mm-hmm. um, I think we just got way more invested into this record than yeah. any of us w- were really planning on on doing. Because I think it just I don't know it just kind of clicked from the start. It sounded really good, and uh, yeah, we had a, it was like a a really like i think it came at a good time for us all personally like um, uh, like from a yeah kind of like
0: we're in a good headspace yeah yeah, yeah. and put the blood sweat and tears in
2: yeah so yeah we've got this record coming out uh i think it's i think it's like tentatively due out in may uh we have a single coming out soon real soon but i can't say too much more about that but it's soon
0: the Last um, little bits getting worked out for that. Yeah, yeah. There's yeah.
2: basically just we're yeah. basically just in the process of sort of ironing out that, but uh, and then we'll 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 do some touring for that and stuff. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's cool.
1: Awesome. Um, we might just play a song. Um, I've got Surface Paradise. Classic. Down here.
0: Oh yeah, it's an oldie. oldie. Yeah. It was actually the yeah. It's actually of my first favorites. Song, first song we wrote. As paid yeah, yeah, yeah. really. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very yeah. first.
3: Cool. Now you mentioned that was one of your first songs you made. Yeah. Like, sort of looking back on that, especially since you've recorded new material or you know, you've recorded some material. How, how do you how do you sort of look back on that? Do you sort of think, oh, uh, I would change this and this and this, or do you sort of disassociate? How how does that all work for
2: you? Uh man. I like listening to that just then. I haven't. I, like I said, I haven't heard that recording for a while. I feel like everyone sounds like they're twelve. <laughs> like yeah. uh, every, like literally, like just all, all not not only Mickey, but like every maturity of the instruments. Yeah, yeah. But like I wrote that song so many, e- like even kind of like years before Pagan started too. Like, I remember like I was living in this like disgusting house in Flemington, that like was just it was just it had rats and stuff, and like I was sitting on the couch and I, I st- I think that was like the first song that I I kind of wrote it, and I was like ah. Oh, yeah, maybe this is what I want this new band to sound like or whatever. But like I don't even think we sound like that anymore. Like maybe we do to the to someone who's not in the band or whatever,
0: but yeah, it's just we don't play that song live anymore. Um, yeah, you know why? Because we um, are <laughs> um, totally unicorn, like we just mentioned this before in the break, but we did a tour with them two years ago. It was 2016, like around September. And we we're playing in Tasmania at the Brisbane Hotel. And it was the first song we'd open with. And I've, I've got like a small part where I, I sing in that. And I remember singing it and then s- just sitting back on my on my right foot and my right knee just collapsed like it dislocated out to the side mm. and I fell down my guitar headstock like, hit the drums and I just being like, Oh my god, my kneecap is hanging out to the right and I just straightened my knee up real quickly, everything like folded back into place and I just and thought disgusting thing I've ever seen. I like am that, done that We've just this is the second show of eight shows and this has happened and I just stood back up and someone in the crowd gave me two shots of whiskey. <laughs> I just remember standing up on one leg finishing the entire set and then just went upstairs into the into the the, the beds upstairs, just put my pants off and looked at my knee, and it was just like so swollen and disgusting. I and mean, this song has just destroyed me. Yeah. So. That song
2: is cursed, basically. Yeah. So, anyone that listens to it is going to dislocate their knee. <laughs> all, all the millions of listeners <laughs> listening nationwide are all going to have dislocated knees. Trap your knees up tonight, please. Yeah. Bad luck. Mm-hmm. Bad luck.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. Um, You talked a little bit earlier about sort of your different approach. Now you're going to actually release an album, Mm. as opposed to releasing a bunch of songs over a period of time. Mm. Uh, Like with me, I'm I'm hosting the Metal Hour. Mm. We play all the metal stuff, and it's sort of when I think of music, it's like you release an album every. Two to three years, and yeah. that's just what you do. But with uh, the punk hour, the Beck host, our punk host, yeah, um, it's a lot of bands, and they'll have they'll just release a song and do like a bunch of shows all around. And that that seems so foreign to me. Could you talk about like what, what do you think of those two different approaches? Yeah, I'll be
2: I'll be like totally honest with you, and it's like the most not punk thing to say ever. But like we, if we didn't have like the help of a small record label we probably wouldn't have made a record. Like we probably would have made an album. Um, They, they helped, they genuinely helped us a lot. Like it just in terms of like, not only like, uh, like they gave us a little bit of money, which helped as well, but like, and that's the kind of the not punk thing to talk about, but like the, even just the fact that there was kind of like people who were sort of, I guess had enough faith in pagan to want to, kind of get behind it and say, oh, you know what? You're doing this, but you could be doing this thing. Um, was such a big confidence booster for us. Like it was almost like, uh, okay, well maybe, maybe you, you, maybe there are people that, that want to hear this and want to hear more of, of what we make. Um, but now looking at it, it's uh, like doing the singles thing was cool. It was a lot of fun and it was very like low commitment. Like you just kind of put a song out and you play some shows like, that's, that's all there really was. Yeah,
0: it was very much at your own pace. Totally, but, yeah. totally.
2: Um, But like, the record was so much fun to make because it was sort of like we had this mindset of like, alright, now we have to do like 11, 12 songs but so it doesn't, like, so we don't have to put a blast beat in every song, you know, like we, we don't have to have a disco part in every song because we've just got this, it's like turning an A4 sheet of paper into a massive canvas to do this huge painting on. You don't, it doesn't all need to fit into one thing. You've got you know and that's I guess how how we approach the record too is it's very it's almost like linear it's almost like a narrative to the record in a like it's a bit conceptual in in a kind of like like it's not like a rush record or anything like that but it's it's there's definitely like a kind of a story and some sort of reoccurring themes that run through it and you just have a lot of room to play with ideas and 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 you know kind of develop a yeah, like a storyline or something, I think. So uh, that was cool. It was definitely, like, a. Um, it, it was fun to have all that room to, to, to run around in, basically.
3: Mm. Mm. Um, you mentioned the first question, uh, that, like, you sort of want to group everything together, but, like, everyone sort of t- tends to pick everything apart. Mm. You'll play a death metal show, and there'll be death metal bands there. Yeah. Uh, we, which kind of makes sense, but, like... What, what do you what do you think we should do like how, how do we kind of broaden people's perspectives like then that that enables pe- people of sort of different mindsets to come together a bit how do we sort of break down those barriers a little bit more
2: you just kind of have to I think that like a lot of bands maybe don't give credit where credits due to people who just genuinely like music like I think that and, and promoters as well of shows um I think that it's it's okay to think that someone that listens to um you know death might also be into other stuff you know and i think that a lot of times um maybe the 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 monetary aspect of you know the the return that comes from playing a show or whatever it kind of um it puts people into this small corner where they're worried that it, you know Maybe having a band that's kind of different on their lineup might alienate people, or, or or maybe playing putting together a lineup of bands that don't sound anything alike might not draw the same crowd as four bands that you know all, are all as heavy as each other or something like that. But I think at the, on the on the other end of the spectrum, I I don't think you can really do anything about it. I think you I think everyone's just got to do what they do, um and and hope for the best. I I think we. We just kind of do our thing, um, and we when we book our own shows, we just try to. Uh, our thing is that we just try to get bands that sound pretty different to us. We played a show in Brisbane like two or three weeks ago with, like a band called Hope Drone. Who uh, love that yeah, band? Yeah, they're amazing. Yeah, right? I've talked
3: to Chris Chris Rowden from Hope Drone. I've yeah, yeah, and they're Great they
2: band. you know they're kind of like doing that 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 sort of like, super melodic like black metal. You know, very modern black metal kind of thing. Very tight, very very tight. And then and then another band called Terra Pines, who were like a, a sort of like shoegazy kind of, you know, um, kind of post rock almost sort of band, who were rad. And it was and it all worked really well. All three bands suited each other really well. But that's that's what we want. It's not necessarily what everyone wants. But I also do think that a lot of other people do want that. So I don't know, man, you can, you, you can, you can spend years and years trying to change people's minds on things, but I, all you can do is mm. what you do. And
0: yeah, I think someone in a nails t-shirt watching a pagan show, you might find them bopping along a little bit to some of the dancier stuff. It's kind of cool, you know, Totally. Yeah, it sort of sums it to a degree.
3: Mm. Uh, last question for me. I don't know if you have any more, Mary Claire. Um, where'd the name come from?
0: Ah,
2: man, it was the f- very first name anyone suggested. Uh, it was Matt Marasco, our lovely drummer, he literally just said, "Well, what, what do you think of the name Pagan?" Uh, it I think. Wasn't it the Pagans? Or no, it was. The, pa- it was going to be Pagans with an S. Yeah, with an S. It was an S. And we tried to. This is a good story. We tried to book our first show, and there's a like a punk band from the 70s called the Pagans, and I'd never heard of them before, and they're rad, and we we tried to book our first show at the Tote, and I I wrote this like. Super long winded email, like, oh, he- hello, Tote. We want to book a- our first show, and th- this is our idea for the bands that we want to get. And, like, it was a very long, much too long an email for that sort of thing, but it's what I do. And the guy literally just wrote back, and he didn't write any words. <laughs> he just sent a link to the, like, The Pagans EP from, like, 1976 or something and i was like oh we'll probably drop the s then <laughs> <laughs> and that's what the name is but i mean like it, it i think that the reason the name resonated so well with us is is just this kind of idea of like you know if you if you look into paganism as a i guess a religion or anti-religion or whatever it's it's sort of uh it's such a broad thing and it's it's th- this sort of idea of not believing in one specific god and and you know, kind of like looking to looking to things like nature or to you know or all, all, all different sort of things as a a place of worship. and I guess it like musically speaking, it kind of it kind of resembles what we do in terms of music, we're not trying to do one thing. we're not trying to do anything, really. it's just we just kind of like what we like and we write what we write and and it's yeah, I guess it's just like a paganistic form of uh, rock and roll music.
1: <laughs> All right, cool. Cool. Um, my last question is, before I Please. let you get away from us, uh, how I wrap up every interview. Cool. Because I'm very passionate about extra- Australian music. Yeah. And I wanted to ask who are your favourite Australian artists going around at the moment?
2: Uh, we just played, like, two shows with a band called Body Parts. who are uh, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, like a th- three out of four girl band from Melbourne who are real sick. They're, they're rad. I really like yeah, them.
0: They're definitely going to start shooting up, I think, in the next, I don't know, six months or Shooting
2: so. up in success, you mean? Yeah, in success, yeah. 100%. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Amazing, S- uh, amazing group. Yeah. Radio. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, I, I don't know. Like, I've always been a fan of the Tasmanian dudes, Luca Brazi, just because like, going back into bands we used to play And I know Dan would probably agree that they're just... You know, really nice guys that like helped us out in bands we used to be in yeah. and like showed us around yeah. Tasmania when we went and I know those guys are just doing amazing things for Australian music and yeah. I just hope you know all the best for them for the future and everything they do and they're just unstoppable train at the moment so we're really looking forward to their new stuff. Totally.
2: There's so many at the moment. Australian music's like so good at the moment.
1: Right? We're so lucky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
2: it's rad. But like you know New High Tension's gonna be sick. Yes. Uh Totally Unicorn. Obviously our best friends in the world, so I I can't not say them. And they're, like, the sickest band as well. Um, Clowns, King Parrot. Uh, Like, I could literally sit here and name bands forever, but, you know, we usually try to, you know, we try to play with bands that we like, so if Mm -hmm. if anyone wants a proper answer to this question, just just come to a show because we're probably playing with bands that we really like, I guess. That's probably the best answer. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I guess you would hope you would like them as well. Uh, y- yeah, <laughs> you'd be surprised. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, guys. Yeah, thank thanks you. for having us. Um, I'm sure we'll be waiting with bated breath for that new album. Oh, yeah. cool. And um, I'll be sure to catch you guys again at a show. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the Moshpit Backstage Podcast. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Omni. To find out more about the show, go to www.syn.org.au moshpit. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash moshpitonsin and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at moshpitsin. The regular Moshpit radio show broadcasts punk, rock and male tunes and interviews every Thursday nights on SYN 9.7 on FM and digital radios. Listeners outside of Melbourne, Australia can stream SYN 9.7 online at www.syn.org.au Thanks to Vintage Ruin for the music. Hi, this is Sir from from Gun Apocalypse. Hi, I'm it from
1: Delstorz. I am Phoebe Pinock from Heaven the Axe. Hey,
3: this is Gary of
1: the Mystic. Hey, this is Kat Sproul from Horizons Edge, and you're listening to the Most Pit On Spin FM.
2: Hi, this is Aina from Leprous. Hi, I'm Virginia Lily from the band Lily.
0: This is Round from 1349. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Ali from Overhead.
1: Hey everybody, this is Charlie Benate with After Ax, and you are listening to The Mosh Pit on Ten.